Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we are going to be talking about the politics of cancel culture because there's always drama on the internet. After all, it is the internet. But these past few weeks especially have been insane. If anyone isn't familiar with the term cancel culture, it's basically the idea that when someone, usually a public figure, does or says something wrong, everyone dogpiles on them, condemns them, disavows them, and cancels them, meaning that they're done for, they're finished, they'll never work again, or they'll never be popular again. Not all parts of our society may use the term cancel culture, that's really more of an online millennial slash Gen Z type of phrase. But make no mistake, even though we may not all call it cancel culture, almost everyone in our society right now does participate in it. Allow me to explain. Recently in the online, specifically YouTube beauty community, there's been a lot of drama. And I mean more drama than usual because in general, the beauty community is by nature kind of inclined toward drama. This controversy, which is ongoing, involves three of the biggest names in the online beauty world, Tati Westbrook, James Charles, and of course, Jeffree Star. And if you didn't know who those people were before last week, odds are you sure as heck do now. Now, I don't want to go too in-depth into this whole thing because it's already been the subject of many many videos online, and besides, it's really not what the message of this video is about anyway. But essentially, James, Tati, and Jeffrey are all YouTubers who talk about makeup and beauty products as well as have their own brands and products that they promote. And to the outside world, it kind of seemed like they were all friends. That is, of course, until May 10th when Tati released a video called Bye Sister, which has since garnered over 50 million views, in which over the course of 40 minutes, she denounces James Charles as a friend and proceeds to make allegations about James being, in general, a shady person, a bad friend, overly promiscuous, and maybe even a sexual predator. This video blew up. Obviously, it was trending on Twitter and YouTube. Even people who previously had had no idea who either James or Tati were were now talking about this, and James Charles proceeded to lose millions and millions of subscribers. For all intents and purposes, he had been cancelled by Tati. And if you were following this whole thing online, you'll know that the memes, which have been born out of it, are pretty good. And before we go any further, I do have a quick message from our sponsor, FreedomWorks. Have you ever lost a loved one to heart disease or cancer? Do you know anyone suffering from Parkinson's or Alzheimer's? Friends, these are horrific illnesses that are plaguing the country and killing our friends and families. But instead of helping medical researchers find cures, HHS Secretary Alex Azer is pushing socialist regulations that'll set medical innovation back decades. That is not acceptable. So please go to www.freedomworks.org Lauren to tell Secretary Azer to fix patients, not prices. If we let Azer allow foreign governments to dictate the price of drugs for American patients, we will see U.S.-based medical research, which leads the world, come to a screeching halt. Promising new research will be cast aside as investment in biopharmaceutical innovation dries up just like in Europe. Thankfully, FreedomWorks is leading the charge to stop this big government plot once and for all, but they can't do it themselves. They need your help. That's why we're asking you, our audience, to go to www.freedomworks.org Lauren to tell Secretary Azer to fix patients, not prices. Help FreedomWorks stop Secretary Azer's terrible regulatory price control agenda by going to www.freedomworks.org Lauren. Tell him to fix patients, not prices. You can go there and take action now. That's www.freedomworks.org Lauren. Like I said before, the makeup community is no stranger to drama. In fact, there's an entire genre of channel on YouTube that exists solely to talk about drama 
in the makeup community, and they actually get quite a lot of views. So this scandal wasn't a first time kind of thing, but still, Tati's video was different. I mean, we even had people like H3H3 and PewDiePie talking about this whole thing, at which, spoiler alert, they're not usually the type of people who comment on drama in the makeup community. James Charles being cancelled had become a cultural phenomenon, and after thinking about it for a while, I think I've figured out exactly why this story became so popular. James Charles is only 19 years old, and until recently, he had over 16 million YouTube subscribers. He is objectively one of the youngest and most successful people in his industry, and as tabloids have shown us for decades, if not centuries, the only thing people love more than celebrities is hating celebrities. I mean, as sick as it is, you have to admit that the only thing more satisfying than watching someone be built up to success is watching them be torn down in the most brutal way imaginable. Not only was golden boy James Charles being accused of backstabbing and even sexual misconduct, but he was being accused by someone who was once one of his closest friends. Mind blown, that is some hot tea. And don't get me wrong, in light of these allegations, I completely understand why people in that industry or his fans and subscribers would be concerned and interested. If someone you support or that a lot of your friends support does turn out to be this awful person, then I think you're completely justified in wanting to know. Of course, people don't want to be complicit in the popularity and success of a crappy person, especially if that crappy person is apparently using their celebrity as a means to manipulate people sexually. I get all that 100% and to be clear, I'm not saying that we shouldn't hold public figures accountable for their actions. That to me is not cancel culture, that's just accountability. What is cancel culture though is the absolute sheer joy and cruelty and bandwagoning that took place in light of Tati's video. People were throwing out James Charles products that they had already bought. People were demanding that brands sever ties with him. He was getting death threats. And remember, all of this was in response to unsubstantiated allegations. People were happy that he was failing. And I'm guilty of this too, by the way. I am also part of the problem. I have been a huge fan of Tati's for years. I'm one of those subscribers of hers who watches almost every single video. So when Tati released that video of hers, it didn't matter that I didn't really know a lot about James Charles and wasn't really familiar with his stuff to begin with. If my girl says this is what happened, then that's what happened. Team Tati all the way. Well, as we all, especially Tati, learned this past Saturday though, cancel culture giveth and cancel culture taketh away. You see, what's interesting about cancel culture is that it really stems from an us versus them mob mentality. But the thing about mobs is that they are notoriously fickle. On Saturday, James Charles posted an again 40 minute video titled No More Lies. And as of this recording, it has almost 30 million views. In his video, James armed with screenshots of text conversations pretty much debunks everything Tati said in her video. And not only that, but he also seemingly exposes Jeffree Star, who is another big beauty YouTuber, for being kind of a bully. Jeffree Star also has this super huge platform, and after Tati's video, he released a series of tweets essentially saying that everything Tati had said in her video was true. He basically also vouched that James was in fact a sexual predator, but Sister James wasn't having any of that. If you want to know more about this whole thing, you can 
watch the full videos yourself but right now we are at a point where james is actually gaining subscribers again and tati and jeffrey are losing them so currently james is uncancelled and now tati and jeffrey are cancelled and as big a deal as this drama is right now it's just a fact that in about a week most of us will have moved on and be talking about someone else. Because online, there is never a shortage of people being cancelled. I mean, recently gamer pro Jared was found to have been cheating on his wife and maybe soliciting underage fans. He was cancelled. Trisha Paytas, another huge YouTuber, it turns out ghosted someone who had flown to LA specifically to collab with her and then she lied about it. She's cancelled. Jake Paul and Logan Paul, they've both at different times been cancelled, I'm pretty sure. Game of Thrones, the, the last season, that has been awful. The showrunners D&D, they're cancelled, that's for sure. Fans are actually so disappointed with the last season that there's now actually a petition with almost a million signatures for HBO to remake it with different writers. Cancel culture is everywhere and what makes it so toxic isn't calling out people when they do bad things. There's nothing wrong with that inherently and it's actually a necessary thing. No, it's the cruel and really vindictive pleasure that so many of us take in watching someone else's misery, which can best be summed up in a term called schad schaden schadenfreude. 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 Schadenfreude is basically feeling joy at someone else's misfortune. And it's not a new concept. Unfortunately, I think it's just part of human nature. But it is something that has been cultivated and is especially prominent in the age of social media. Humans have always been petty in that we tend to delight in the downfall of people we don't like, but it's not until social media that people started reaching these huge amounts of fame with millions of supporters and detractors, and it's not until social media that downfalls became so public. And like I said earlier, schadenfreude-driven cancel culture exists in every aspect of society nowadays, including politics. In the political community, just like the beauty community, we love and thrive on drama. There is a particular type of schadenfreude that is based entirely on group identity. As Scotty Hendricks writes, this is called aggression-based schadenfreude. He writes that, quote, often improving the group you're in can require the defeat of other groups. This kind of schadenfreude is the one you might feel when your favorite team's rival loses a game to someone else and can't make the playoffs even though your team is already long out of the running. This kind of schadenfreude, the one based on group identity like left-wing versus right-wing, conservative versus liberal, democrat versus republican, is the kind we see most often in the political community. And what I've noticed as someone who's been around long enough to have been cancelled, probably multiple times at this point, is what makes cancel culture in the political community different than other communities, is that because of this whole group identity thing, which is so much stronger here than other places, a lot of the times the people who cancel you were never actually your supporters to begin with. Like how the Women's March has tried to cancel Tucker Carlson for allegedly saying racist things, even though pretty sure none of you guys were fans of his to begin with. Dave Rubin was recently cancelled by verified lefty Twitter users for having Mike Cernovich on his show, even though I'm pretty sure none of the people upset by Mike's appearance were fans of Dave to begin with. And I'm also pretty sure that Dave's actual fans do like that he talks to a variety of different people. In the political sphere, in my opinion, cancel culture is even more toxic because people use it as a weapon against people who they never even liked in the first place. And politics now also highlights another way that cancel culture is just so destructive, in that when someone is canceled, they're not just wrong, they're not just over. When someone is canceled, that means they are a terrible person. And if you continue to support or associate with them, you are also 
a terrible person. Go back like a week ago and look for any comments that were defending James Charles. I can bet that those were not well received. And likewise, fast forward to right now and look at what people are saying to anyone defending Tati or Jeffree Star. I can bet it's not nice. It is not socially acceptable to stand for someone once they've been cancelled. And I think this is part of the reason why politics today is so divisive. Each team is trying to cancel people in the other team even though they were never fans to begin with. And once that happens, they also have to cancel anyone who continues to defend or hang out with the person who was originally cancelled. So then it just ends up being that both teams have cancelled the entirety of the other team. And the last thing I'm gonna say about cancel culture in the political community is that it's gotten so bad that we're at the point where no matter what guest I have on my show, and I have guests on my show weekly, there is at least a handful of people who tell me that I'm canceled just for talking to them. In the political community, we are especially prone to purity testing. So what that means is that we'll cancel people just for not agreeing with us enough. Sure, Ben Shapiro may be one of the biggest names in conservative commentary, but he's not as pro-Trump as he should be, plus he's kind of a neocon, so he's cancelled. He needs to be punished for not having all of the correct views that I do. Sure, Blair White may be an outspoken supporter of free speech and a staunch critic of social justice gender nonsense, but you know what? She's trans, so cancelled. Sure, Tommy Robinson may be one of the loudest voices in support of protecting British culture and values and people being able to control who comes in and out of their countries, but you know what? He's not as against immigration as I think he should be, so he's cancelled. Sure, Sargon may be someone who is affecting real change in the political establishment, but you know what? He got into some drama with this other YouTuber that I watch, so cancelled. Those are the type of comments that I see every single time I engage with another political commentator or activist on my channel. And I also see them anytime I appear on someone else's channel about me. And you know what? If that's the kind of attitude that we're going to have about other people in our movement, about the most vocal supporters of our movement, then we're screwed. The problem with cancel culture is that if you wait long enough, everybody is going to be cancelled. So long story short, I guess what I'm trying to say in this video is that humanity can be some toxic bitch. This isn't an easy problem to solve and we don't want things to swing too far the other way where now we can't criticize anyone, but we have got to get a hold of this cancel culture that's happening. Number one, don't believe everything you hear. Whether it's Dave Rubin apparently being funded by the Koch brothers, spoiler alert, he's not, or Tati just making her James Charles video to boost her own subscribers, I really doubt that was it. Don't believe something bad about someone just because you don't like them. Alright, I've heard enough outrageous crap about myself that is apparently true to know that people lie on the internet all the time. Number two, don't bandwagon. Don't start hating someone just because you see everyone else hating them. Look at their content for yourself and decide on your own whether you want to support them. Number three, don't forget that people, even people you engage with on the internet, are still people. Someone doesn't lose their humanity just because they have different political opinions than you or because they talk to someone you don't like or even because they made a mistake in their career. No one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. We're all gonna need forgiveness at some point and I feel like when it comes to cancel culture, we all just magically forget that.
which is such a shame. Those are just my thoughts on cancel culture, and as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Why is cancel culture so big right now, and what can we do to dial it back? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.